0: podcast. This is the only podcast that dives deep into post-purchase marketing to help Amazon sellers increase sales, ranking, reviews, and profits. It's everything that happens after the initial sale that makes a difference. We call this the back end. Welcome back to another episode of the post-purchase podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Seth Stevens. Missing my other co-host today, but i um, let that not bother you, because we have a great guest, um, somebody who's from a completely different side of the Amazon world than we normally talk to. So I'm really excited to bring on um, Mr. Bruno, the founder of Blue Dot Ecommerce. Bruno, welcome to the Post Purchase Podcast.
1: Thank you, Seth. It's great to be here. Um, sad not to have Sean too, but we can <laughs> do this together. I'm sure. Yes,
0: we will. We'll have a, a great time without him. He's, he doesn't know what he's missing. So Bruno, take us back a little bit. Um, how and why did you start this company, Blue Dot e-commerce?
1: So Seth, I started Blue Dot um, recently, last year, and um, it was actually something that I was almost pushed to because I've been managing global vendor central accounts for big brands and companies in the last eight years and uh, what i noticed from my experience is that amazon vendor uh, central is not an easy um, way to do business with amazon so basically very quick what we do on amazon vendor central different from seller central is that when you are a vendor central supplier you are actually supplying amazon directly um, and seller central As everybody knows, you are just using the platform to sell your products, your brand. So if you think that becoming a vendor um, is something that will just give a global window to your brand and manufacturers, you can imagine all the challenges and complexity of the processes that that come from there, starting from processing the orders to making the delivery to the fulfillment center. So I noticed that through the years that a lot of people were coming to me and and ask about simple questions that for me were simple regarding the Amazon Vendor Compliance book. I'm talking about details as how to print a label, what do we, what are we being requested regarding this point? And um, so last year it became a bit serious. I had a company uh, that is now uh, a good partner of mine approached me. They wanted to hire me. To They got invited to to supply Amazon Vendor Central from Germany. They had no idea how to do it. Uh, a friend in common mentioned my name uh, and they, they approached me uh, to hire me to, to their team. At the time, I was already thinking about Blue Dot. I already had the name and I told them, look, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think become my first client? And he just told me send the papers and we'll sign them as soon as we receive them. And that was the start. And from now, from then, now it's becoming bigger, more fun. And it's great to be able to help people with with this complexity that Amazon Vendor Central brings.
0: Yeah. So this is great. So Bruno, let's let's break it down for everybody um, listening. So the, the third party side, which is I think most of what our audience is in right yeah. now, is where you're using Amazon's platform to sell to customers directly, but using Amazon as the channel, right? And then Vendor Central, which we've been um, invited to before and we've used them, it's a little bit different. That's where actually Amazon is buying the product from you and then they are reselling it Um, on their own platform right yeah so what are the advantages to becoming a vendor versus staying a third-party seller bruno
1: well of course there's advantages and disadvantages of course a few of the advantage sets i can just say that if you are a brand owner if you if you own your brand it's the right place to be just think that amazon only considers for their vendor central group of suppliers companies and brands that they want to have a long-term relationship. So you're not getting on board for something that will last six months, one year, like you can cut the connection with uh, through Vendor Central. Another good op- uh, opportunity with Vendor Central is that Amazon will help you to grow your brand. If you are in the right place with your brand, Vendor Central might be the solution because despite being Some similar tools to to Seller Central, Vendor Central allows you to have a different view on on a total different set of details. Uh, I'm talking about different metrics uh, and KPIs that you have access on Amazon. I can even, Amazon Vendor System, the web platform allows you even to check baskets. Uh, what, What did someone bought when they bought your product and you can start building some models to understand where should you be close to other brands to advertise your, your own brand to grow another advantage is that if you think when you're selling through seller central you unless you're doing fba with all of the limitations that you have on that side you are taking care of all the drop shipping to the customer meaning that the sale will be okay but if there is any returns any complaint from the client side from the customer side you will have to deal with that so for me it's a big advantage that since you're an amazon partner with your brand you're actually using the customer service of amazon to help with every complaint or every doubt that any customer might have after they bought your product and these are just a few that i believe are great advantages to be there
0: so bruno there's definitely some advantages to partnering with amazon and utilizing you know their platform a little bit more from a different angle vendor but i know you kind of step in where the disadvantages kick in right so what are the disadvantages of of you know maybe a brand or brand owner accepting that invite to vendor central oh
1: well the the advantages are big the disadvantages of course are the mirror and they are big too i will start <laughs> with for me one of the biggest disadvantages that a lot of people even current vendors for amazon I think, are not fully aware. If you are producing your own brand, nurturing it, and you want to grow it, one of the things that you will have in place is a pricing strategy. I'm talking about RSPs. Amazon sometimes will not engage with you in a very positive way regarding your established RSPs, meaning that since they buy the stock, they own the stock, despite we actually, as vendors, actively contribute, to define the RSP, Amazon might surprise you one day and you wake up and your products are being sold 30% less than what you agreed to the market. How is this a big disadvantage for me because sometimes you're not just supplying Amazon and you have your own network of distributors. And when you have agreed pricings with those distributors, of course, they won't like that Amazon is selling 30% cheaper because then they are getting questions too. And this is one of the sides of the vendor that can actually become complex. Of course, part of my job is to help companies to avoid this. One of the solutions I always propose to my clients is to go to Amazon with a specific catalog, like products that you're only selling to Amazon. Also, to make agreements with your distribution network and prepare them that Amazon will, is now a partner of yours too. And they have a system in place called price matching. So you actually need to play both sides of the scale with your distribution network and with Amazon so that you can maintain this level. And this is just regarding a pricing strategy. Another disadvantages are what we know it's a big pain for everybody. Amazon has, as a lot of rules and compliances in in place for vendors. Since you are delivering directly to their fulfillment centers, you have a lot of rules. I'm talking details like this label needs to be in this place in the box, and then this label needs to be in this position. And if it's not, you will be chargebacks. Chargebacks are kind of a think about it as a fee that Amazon will charge you if you make an error. If you If you have something that it's non-compliant with Amazon, they will issue a chargeback. You have chargebacks for late deliveries, early deliveries, because Amazon doesn't like to receive early too. Because the way that they work with the fulfillment centers, they actually measure by the centimeter. How much is this centimeter being profitable to me? So if you are delivering earlier, Amazon is still not expecting that. If you are delivering late, the way that the algorithm thinks is this stock should have been here already. I didn't have this stock. I didn't sell it. So if I didn't sell it, I didn't make this margin. So I need you to help me with a contribution for that loss. So this is, I say this with this passion because it's what I do every day. Um, Some people find it awkward when I say that I'm always having fun as big as the challenge can be. So another Not so good thing about Amazon, We it's called shortage claims. Shortage claims, it's when you receive an order. Let's take this example. You receive an order from Amazon and they're requesting 10 items of a specific agent. You prepare the, the order, you dispatch, you make the delivery, and then the inbound team says that they only received eight. What the system immediately does is they remove those two missing pieces, they say, from the payment, and it will be deducted, of course. And that's part of my work, too. Amazon allows vendors to dispute, to prove to Amazon that we actually deliver the 10 units, or the system itself, it happens a lot of times, will reconciliate the total of stock, and then it will find those two missing units that issue the shortage claim. So through all of these examples, advantages and disadvantages, uh, I think people can already starting to understand how it's a bit more complex than dealing on seller central. It's not as under control as it should be or, or as it is in seller central. And actually what we're seeing these days, is a lot of companies, a lot of brands opting for a hybrid model. So they do have their vendor central account And then they also get a Seller Central account. So they try to compensate what's not so good on vendor with what's better on seller. And then what's not so good on seller, they try to go through vendor. And of course, through vendor, as I said, it's nurturing the brand, is growing your brand with Amazon. Just think about Amazon Vendor Central as an opportunity to a global window for your brand. That's how I see it.
0: Yeah, that's great. So Bruno, we had a hybrid type of relationship, but it was way back in 2014, 15, around then. So I'm sure that things have changed a lot from a vendor perspective, because then after that, we focused on the seller side and didn't really have our um, finger on the pulse when it comes to vendor. But what are you seeing out there right now in terms of the biggest opportunity for vendors um, on Amazon right now?
1: For me, Seth, so this year actually started with Amazon communicating to vendors a few structural, structural changes in the way that Amazon vendor works. Uh, one of the biggest changes was that Amazon was cutting ties with um, distributors, meaning that Amazon is saying now that they only want onboard vendors that are actually brand owners or manufacturers. Uh, until until this year, uh, they they would allow a uh, distributor, um, not a trader, but a distributor for a brand, and they will allow it. Now they just want the brand. And for me, this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity because I think brands will have more focus for Amazon because everybody has seen the news. Amazon is letting a lot of people go. They are restructuring internally of course and think about this if they have 100 vendors to manage if they cut 30% they only have 70 so they don't, don't need the same level of vendor managers that they had so i think that the brands that are on board with amazon and follow the procedure and are actual partners for amazon the great opportunity here is to have more focus from the amazon teams on them and that will help them to grow even more their brands. Of course, that Amazon, a critical point for them is profitability. And um, I think brands are being squeezed, if we can, if we can call it like that, to get Amazon some more profit to their side. But I still think that the biggest opportunity this year is for them to maintain their vendor central business. Don't let go, because I think they will be, in the end, in a better game than on Seller Central as a, a comparison.
0: Okay, so so Bruno, as we come to the the final section of our show here, um, let me ask you: Who is the perfect client for you? Who are you looking for? Who can you help the most out there?
1: Oh, that's a good question, Sam. So my let me split the answer into, if you allow me. So my favorite client, if I could choose to work, will be. Uh, end-to-end project, meaning that they received the invitation yesterday, they get me on board today, and I set up everything. And when I say set up everything, I'm saying accepting the invitations, creating the Vendor Central accounts, upload all the details, warehouse details, bank details, do all the work for them. And then after that, evaluate the current ways of working of that brand And then what can we use to continue with the business of Amazon? What do we need to change? After that, select a cross-functional team. I call a cross-functional team as the core of the Amazon business for vendor. It will have to contain at least one person from sales, one person from finance, and one person from logistics. And I want at least one of these persons, I'm going to train them in the different Uh, departments that they will be working always under the supervision of the sales contact it is not their manager but he will be in control it's the person they will go for anything that they need to know about amazon and after that we go live i usually stay with clients between three to five weeks once we go live um and this this is if i could choose this is the type of client that I want to get on board because I love to get on board from the beginning to be with them. Saying that, of course, I have clients that supply Amazon. I can give you the example. I've been working for a couple of months with a with a big EU brand. They work with Amazon Central Vendor Central for 4 years and they just want me on board to review their setups, to speak with the teams where can we gain efficiencies? Because they they understand that these days it's not, they cannot improve their profit margin just by selling higher to Amazon. They think that if they can maintain their current cost to Amazon, they will be in a better position. But if they gain efficiencies internally, they are still gaining money there. But Seth, if I could choose at least Every six months, I would love to have a client with a huge issue on Amazon. And I'm talking logistics or financial. That's where I love to go deep and to run the numbers, to check the audits and what's causing this. And um, I've had a lot of winnings through these years with Amazon. And I just love when I win Amazon in their own game, when I can say to Amazon, look, I follow the rules. And according to this part of the manual, you didn't follow them. So we need to reach an agreement here. And uh, don't get me wrong, but I I enjoy when when Amazon recognizes that we actually are right and it will act according to that.
0: So you're definitely competitive. I love it, Bruno. So I I want you on my side. So Bruno, um, on the last part of our show, we have two fun questions. The first question I have for you is, what is your all-time favorite business book?
1: Uh, Seven Habits of Seven Highly Efficient People.
0: Oh, great. Yeah, that's a great book. Um, I read that one. I reread it, I think, uh, a couple years ago. So, yeah, that's a good one.
1: And uh, another one that's got nothing to do with this, but it's a funny story. Uh, Cosmos from Carl Sagan. Um, Okay. uh, My company name, if you guys notice, to my logo is actually an homenage to that great picture that was taken in 1992, that Carl Sagan called the pale blue dot. And uh, what I'm trying to tell the world about blue dot and this symbol is that, like Carl Sagan said in 92, everybody is big and Amazon thinks they are big and they are. But from the right perspective, we're all the same size and I'm here to help companies to understand that that Amazon yeah. can be can be a great partner as long as we know the rules. If you allow me very quick, Seth, I usually give this example to my clients. If you, Because when clients get to me that are already working with vendors, they are already very upset with Amazon. I'm losing money. Amazon is doing this and is doing that and it's super bad. And if it's a great challenge on the back, I'm already like, great, I'm going to love this. (laughs) But I always tell my clients this, look, don't blame Amazon. Think about you and the friend and your friend invited you to play a game on Monopoly, but you don't know how to play Monopoly. You never played it. Okay. Your friend that it's your friend should have asked if you know how to play Monopoly, but he didn't, but you accepted to play the game. And probably what will happen is that you will lose. Is that your fault or your friend fault? Because I think it's your fault because you accepted to play a game without knowing the rules and yeah. what I'm trying to build here is to help vendors to understand the rules to make better profit with Amazon vendor.
0: Yeah, that's a really good analogy. I, I love it. So Bruno, the last question that I have for you today, yeah. um, and then and then we'll um, ask where people can find out more about you and what you can do for them. Um, here's our last fun question. It is what have you purchased maybe in the last year that you felt was a splurge, you know, maybe you spent a little too much money on it, on it, but you don't regret making the purchase.
1: Uh, We cannot mention brands, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can do whatever you want. (laughs)
1: Uh, Okay, well, I don't regret the money that I spent on a MacBook Pro coming from six years from Windows. Because I used to be a Mac before I moved to the UK. Because of my work here, um, I moved to Windows. And I don't regret the investment that I did on a Mac. And I am happy to be back into Mac again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> might be, it might seem silly, but it was the first thing that came to my mind.
0: Once you go Mac, you're glad to be back, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we only use Macs around here um, yeah. if we can help it. So Bruno, um, you know, this has been great. I know you're a specialist with helping sellers on the vendor side make a lot of money and gain efficiencies. And especially if they have a problem, you can help them solve it. So where should people go to find out more about you? How should they get in touch?
1: Okay. Um, well, the best way to get in touch, um, I do have my webpage for Blue Dot. It's still under construction, but it's live and it has some points how to get in touch. So dot com, or just call me directly. Just go to Bruno at com. Just drop me an email and I will be in touch very quick
0: all right very good so bruno this has been amazing i really appreciate having you on the podcast today i've thoroughly enjoyed it and uh looking forward to having you back in the future
1: i hope so i hope to see you soon and send my regards to sean i was with him in barcelona recently it was a great pleasure to meet him there
0: amazing thank you so much bruno this has been another episode of the post purchase podcast